Hello and welcome to the Five Song Mixtape, where we discuss a new mix each and every week. My name is Michael. I'm Blackface the Pirate, and I always use a hard R. <laughs> and I'm RJ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys ready to chase some chickens? Oh, yeah. I'm always <laughs> ready to chase some chickens. <laughs> some milk chickens? Yeah. You guys ready to get some pocket muscle? Oh, well, <laughs> I got my pockets ready. Okay. I don't really know. At the, at the end of that song, when we get there, like, I don't know if the term pocket muscle is used often, but I like it. It's just the <laughs> funk, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm a real pocket muscle kind of guy. Well, you can't hold the groove if you ain't got no pockets. <laughs> like, have you ever tried to put your phone in your pocket and it just falls out? That's mm-hmm. what the pocket muscles for. It grabs right, on. That's <laughs> red. Like, you have a hole in your pocket, RJ? That doesn't everybody. That's how children are made. Oh. <laughs> Not your prison pocket. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yo, baby, you got a hole in that pocket? <laughs> <laughs> You're just happy to see me. Yeah, this is episode 69. Hell yeah. And when people listen to the last couple, you'll know that two episodes are missing. (laughs) (laughs) Means I think I got two in a row. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or no. Maybe. I think so. Because I think one of them's mine and one of them's RJ's, so. Hell yeah. (laughs) The lost episodes. Yeah. That's never happened before. It sucks. Subscribe to our Patreon and hear (laughs) the episodes. (laughs) They're really short, and it might seem like we're just making yeah. them up on the spot, but that's not true. <laughs> Pay extra for them. Yeah, episode 69. Hell yeah. Um, so this is my episode, and uh, I've been working towards this uh, section for the last couple of episodes, <laughs> <laughs> and now we're here. I noticed this is volume one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got other volumes. Um, it's taken me, it took me quite a while. I think I made my first version of this mix probably three months ago. Um, hmm. and you just keep on finding more treasure, more of that pocket muscle out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, chasing those chickens. Plenty of, plenty of chickens out there. <laughs> Do you think one of our, like, you know, many, many listeners are sitting there and they actually have like, you know, seafood, like mussels in their pocket? And they're like, I have somebody just like me. (laughs) Oh, I only brought my pocket scallops. (laughs) Got my pocket shrimp. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah, see? I've had pocket shrimp before. (laughs) Is it pocket cocktail sauce? Yeah. (laughs) That's in the other pocket. Yum, yum. Uh, I like tartar sauce. You know what? I hate it when I was a kid because I didn't know what the fuck it was. I still don't know what the fuck it is, is. but it's good. Yeah. (laughs) It's so. got to be mayonnaise and something, right? It's all mayonnaise. It's <laughs> always for everything. <laughs> yeah. I made, um, did you ever have like that dill dip from uh, Bella Brew? Oh, yeah. Just You just get a baguette in the yeah. dip. Oh, yeah. So I made my own dip. It's just mayonnaise and sour cream with, <laughs> you know, seasonings in it. Some dill. But it's just mayonnaise and other shit. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the secret sauce. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mayonnaise is the lifeblood of the universe <laughs> yeah they do something they dip their french fries and mayonnaise in other countries yeah and yeah. i started doing that so fucking good if you don't get too much mayo on it it's good yeah a little bit like, a little dab i get the uh the thing from five guys the 
burger thing without the bun. Wait, five guys? Yeah, I go to I go see my five guys. <laughs> they whip me up a burger while I'm waiting. And um, my five guys do a spit roast on there. Yeah, <laughs> put a little mayo in my cup. If you know what I mean. Dip my little French fry in there. My crispy give, little French fry. They give you free peanuts if you go in. They're just on the ground yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Gobble my nuts. This is the weirdest porn I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure somebody would be into it. But yeah, I get the little little side cup of uh, mayonnaise. Dip my little French fries in there. Nice. Oh, good. Thanks. Um, but yeah, this is uh, featuring the Goat Volume One, um, and I wanted to. It took me a while to get to this point for this style of volume because um, I thought that this was a, a nice for me. These songs flow really well together. They gr- they have a nice funk and groove to them, mm-hmm. and I feel like they all have a different variety of Kendrick. Yeah. So. Yeah. When uh-huh. I saw the title, I thought it was going to be all Dave Chappelle. Since <laughs> he's the self-proclaimed goat. Yeah. I guess not. Just the trans jokes, too. Yeah. <laughs> Just the hits. Yeah. yeah. Uh. yeah. Um, now, I can't remember. Uh, RJ, going into this mix, had you heard? I can't remember if you had heard uh, or have you listened to any of these artists? I Positive, you had heard some of them. Right? Do you, you know mean, Kendrick Lamar? You mean going into it? If I've heard any, yeah. Um, I mean, I knew some. Uh, I think there was like one or two that I didn't know. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's like y- one of those where it's like I've seen the name before, but I can't put a name to like you know what they sound like. Yeah, because I I made the versions of the featuring the goat um, that I have. It's like this one I knew would work better for Devin than RJ and I have one that I know would work better for RJ than Devin DJ Khaled and Travis Parker (laughs) (laughs) so I was excited to have you listen to this one just to get a nice feel of where you're at with you know the funk yeah got the pocket muscle (laughs) I have cargo shorts so I got multiple you can hold a ton of groove in them pockets (laughs) they're overflowing (laughs) Do they have the ties at the bottom of them? No. no. <laughs> oh, because that's overkill. Because no. that's too much. Because I wear slip-ons, oh, this so is, I'm not going to tie something. This is extra cheese all over. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God. We went through the drive-thru, and he ordered, like, three burgers, three like, burgers. French fry, French and, like, fries. a milkshake. Yeah. And they asked him if he wanted cheese on, like, one of the Can burgers. Like, oh, that's extra. <laughs> and he just went, and he went... <laughs> No, <laughs> and I'm like, you? oh, that's where you draw <laughs> yeah, the line. Sense? Nah. Like you got two other burgers with cheese on them, and then the third one they asked if you wanted cheese, and you said no. Is it free? <laughs> it's like fifteen cents. It's Carl's Junior. <laughs> no. <sighs> Next time you should ask them just like how much is it for extra lettuce? Yeah. How much is it for extra tomatoes? Can I substitute cheese? And they say free. I'm just gonna be like, we'll make it. Just, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'll take wipe you guys out right oh, now. Yeah, then free. I want a head of lettuce yeah. <laughs> from Carl's Jr. with a special sauce. <laughs> I think we knew a vegan kid that used to do that. <laughs> he used to go to like McDonald's fries are vegan, and then something stupid at Taco Bell was vegan. I was like, "You're not vegan. Like, you're just eating garbage. Yeah, you're Stop eating it. carbs. Yeah, <laughs> stop eating carbs, idiot. <laughs> Going to ketosis." 
Um, all right. So for guessing your guys's favorite, least favorite, favorite artists, had a hard time, um, mm. especially with Devin. Um, RJ was just like, I, I don't know. But Devin actually had to think about it a little bit more. <laughs> um, so for Devin's favorite song, least favorite artist, favorite art, or least favorite song, favorite artist, I said your favorite song is three, your least favorite song is one, and your favorite artist is two. Mm, interesting. Three, one, two. <laughs> mm, that was, it's intriguing. <laughs> He's rubbing his beard right now. I am. Sensually. Of course, <laughs> all upstrokes. Oh. <laughs> I only jerk people off with upstrokes. Okay, yeah. no downstrokes. It's not gay if you don't do the downstrokes. <laughs> you're taking it out of your hand. Um, and then for RJ, I guess that your favorite song was four. Okay. Your least favorite is one. So you guys are the same there. And your favorite artist, if you had to choose, would be three. Okay. Mm. Four, one, three. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where I went wrong with those. Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I like for me on this mix, I would have a hard time like figuring out stuff. It, I was in between for every category. I was in between at least two songs. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So let's get into the goat. Um, Kendrick Lamar Duckworth, American rapper, songwriter, and record producer. Since his mainstream debut in 2012 with Good Kid, Mad City, Lamar has been regarded as one of the most influential rappers of his generation. Aside from his solo career, he is also known as a member of hip-hop supergroup Black Hippie, alongside his top dog entertainment label mates Absol, J-Rock, and Schoolboy Q. Um, raised in Compton, California, Lamar embarked on his musical career as a teenager under the stage name K-Dot releasing a mixtape that garnered local attention and led to his singing with indie record label Top Dog Entertainment, or signing, sorry, not singing. Um, he began uh, to indie gain... label. <laughs> he began eyes. to gain recognition in 2010 after his first retail release, Overly Dedicated. The following year, he independently released his first studio album, Section 80, uh, which included his debut single, High Power, by that time, he had amassed a large online following and collaborated with several prominent hip-hop artists. Now, many moons ago, on this podcast, I had uh, expressed my love for Kanye West because of RJ. Yeah. Yes. And immediately after, Devin was like, have you listened to to pimp a butterfly? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was literally, it was on the same podcast as that podcast, Devin was like, have you listened to Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly? And I was like, no. <laughs> and he's like, it's different from his other stuff. I was like, yeah. sure. <laughs> like, How different could it be? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, I honestly, I've heard the name Kendrick Lamar. I had never listened to Kendrick Lamar. Mm -hmm. And then Devin says, listen to To Pimp a Butterfly. And I, and I was like, okay, sure, I'll listen to it. And like, I'll give it a shot. And like, I was just blown away with that album. As was, I'm assuming, most people. Yeah. But I, as I've learned, there is a section of hip-hop that doesn't care about Kendrick Lamar, which is surprising to me. Like him at all? Him at all. Oh. Yes. And is it's, that just people that are stuck in 2000s Bay Area hip-hop, like Ying no, Yang Twins? 
No, it's almost like he's too high concept. Like people, I've had some people at my work. Somebody was like, "I never got into Kendrick." I was like, "Okay." They a lot of them that I've like I've heard listen like heard them talk about it and people that I know where it's like they liked Good Kid, Mad City, and they don't care about anything else. They like the song. Damn. They like the song. Damn. Yeah. But they don't like the album. Yeah, they like the singles off of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is, for me, has been, like, surprising to hear. Because anytime I listen to Kendrick on any of his albums, even listening to Section 80, it's like, the dude is, like, beyond special to me. Yeah. Yeah. So it bothers me when people don't talk about him. Well, people (laughs) that like the other stuff, they're like, oh, I just like, I like... uh, what is it? Swimming pools mm-hmm. and bitch don't kill my vibe because I like saying bitch don't kill my vibe. Yeah. You know, that's all they know of him. They don't know what albums they're on. Usually they haven't listened to the whole albums and they listen to the swimming pool one thinking like, it's like, yeah, it's like, I like to drink a lot and get fucked up to this song. Yeah. Like that's not what the song's about. Idiot. They like poetic you know? justice. Cause Drake's on it. Yeah. They may yeah. like money trees. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you hear what happened at World? Oh, very aware of what oh. happened in Astroworld. During Drake's performance? Travis Scott? Travis yeah. Scott. Yeah. No, it was when Drake came on stage, I think, they had a uh, big trampling. I've heard uh, Travis didn't... Scott's more, name more, but I don't know. Yeah, about, I didn't about. hear Drake's name, but oh, he could okay. have been there. Maybe I was wrong. Well, did you hear about the someone injecting people with drugs? No. So that's the new thing is like... <sighs> Apparently, there was someone that started injecting people with drugs, which caused the chaos. Just <laughs> like, running around with syringes, injecting people with a drug. It's probably the government trying to inject a vaccine, you know? <laughs> trying to microchip us all. Make us magnetic. All into magneto. Which, we shouldn't be laughing, because a 10-year-old died. Um, yeah. So. What the... Okay, I also heard that the young kid is okay. Well, not okay, but survived. But is... Just in bad shape. Yeah. But, yeah, fucking crazy. How's, I saw a video from it. How's Travis Scott? Well, he good. He was up on a big thing. Okay. Like, floating good. above the crowd. Like, there's a like video Kanye of him. thing? Basically, well, but it's a smaller stage, and he's floating above the crowd, and security is literally pulling, like, crowd surfing a dead body. Yeah. And he's still doing the show. Like, it's yep. insane. I heard eventually he was just like, hey, knock that off. Yeah. Oh, eventually. Yeah, stop dying. After seven like people, they <laughs> yeah. pull up, and it's like, oh, wait, there's hey, something going on down there. Hey, you. Yeah, Come he, back to life. He gave a weird apology, but it's like, I wouldn't, I don't even know what you would do after that. Because he's no. like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? <laughs> no, I don't want to justify any of this, but it's just like, <laughs> I've been in a hate breed pit before, and they're like, knock a motherfucker out. And I'm like, all right, yeah. I'll do that. I get it. These are some soft white bitches. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> But uh, I guess Travis Scott was, like, encouraging people to break into the concert. So that's why it was packed and, like, over capacity. Mm, yeah. So that's another issue. It happens when you not. try to create a moment. Yeah. Not you everyone can be. Not everyone can create a moment like the baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's a special baby. Yeah. 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 Um, Insane. Anyways, yeah. Kendrick. So, so, yeah. Kendrick, to me... Um, since I fell down that rabbit hole, I've just been deeper and deeper in the rabbit hole of Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Very happy with him. Oh, does, yeah. does no wrong to me. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like there's one song I heard him on that I did not like at all. I was surprised to hear him on, Cali I think Cali. it was a Busta Rhymes song. Oh, yeah. He's good on that. Which I, I like loved him on that. And I didn't want Busta Rhymes either. You liked um, him on that Eminem song? I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so good. Um, I think he choked there. <laughs> yeah. I, there's one that I'm thinking of. Fuck. Was he on fucking problems on the ASAP Rocky one? Yeah. I know yeah, Drake's on that. I don't like I that was... fucking song. But his verse is probably fine. Yeah. That's that's yeah. the thing. And what's crazy to me is like the reason why I got I decided to start with featuring with him is because like to me, like in order to be considered great, like you have to be pretty diverse, which is the thing that like I really hold against Kanye at this point. Because the dude sucks when it comes to to featuring yeah like he i i've searched out many kanye features and he's just not that good at them <laughs> yeah yeah he's and, more of a writer <laughs> yeah but like jay-z is actually pretty good on most of his features and like i wonder if how i feel towards kendrick is how other people for, feel towards jay-z where it's just like he's like above goat status because he's so amazing and he's done all these great records and I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I feel like the goat status should not be subjective, though. Like, it should be, like, objectively he is the best for these reasons. And I haven't seen that from Jay-Z. I've heard a lot of Jay-Z. and eh. Yeah, and I hear a lot of people talk about Jay-Z, but they don't give me a reason why he's the best. He's got his own I... HOV lane. <laughs> yeah. That's Over. true. I also don't know enough about, like, the late nineties into the two thousands on how he impacted hip hop. Like I'm not well versed enough in that where like, I know even from not being around during that time, but being able to like listen to music from this time and like watch performances from this time. Like Kendrick has a very serious impact on hip hop. A side note. I think you should just listen for a, you should listen to his like reasonable doubt. The blueprint. I've listened to it. I've tried. I tried to. Yeah. I was. Going it is Jay Z. It's Jay Z. <laughs> I uh, many moons ago, I was like, I'm going to make a Jay Z five song mixtape, <laughs> and I was just like, I can't do it. Because he has a lot of like the, um, a lot of the 2000s stuff. Because that's when like he gains popularity in the 90s, but like a lot of his bigger records are in the early 2000s. It sounds so dated. Yeah. Like, it, it, they're used beats. But I'm just like, I can't stand this. Yeah. Where, like, I'm pretty sure to Pimp a Butterfly will last for many moons. Yeah. I don't think that'll ever sound dated. Because it's from the future and from the past simultaneously. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, all right. Let's get into some of this pocket muscle here. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I wanted to start off the mix uh uh with just to just to get you in the mood rj just to understand what you're getting yourself into <laughs> it's immersion therapy yeah <laughs> um all right so we've got money over love by Bilal off of uh in another life this is track eight off that album coming at two minutes and 44 seconds uh Bilal saeed oliver uh known professional as Bilal. American singer, songwriter, record producer. He is an independent artist noted for his wide vocal range, work across multiple genres, and intense live performances. Uh, starting out at a major label, Bilal debuted with 
his popular R&B single Soul Sister in 2000, but turned to playing jazz venues and recording more progressive soul music in subsequent years. He has commercially released four albums to critical success, while his unreleased but widely leaked second album, Love for Sale, also found wide acclaim among critics and listeners. He was a member of the Soul Quarians, um, an experimental black music collective active from the late 1990s to the early 2000s. He has been well-received both, both nationally and internationally with an extensive list of collaborators, including Kendrick Common, Erica Baidu, Jay-Z, Beyonce, a bunch of other people, Jay Dilla, The Roots. It's also in Dave Chappelle's posse. Yeah. Uh, in, 2000, or in 2020, during the COVID-19 lockdown, Bilal wrote and recorded his first EP, Voyage 19, over the course of three days and in collaboration with various musicians in remote experimental sessions, which were streamed live on YouTube. The resulting three-track EP was released digitally the following month with revenues of its sale and accompanying donations given to participating artists, many of whom who had been struggling financially due to the pandemic. Uh, in Another Life is the fifth studio album, um, it was released in 2015 on Entertainment One. Bilal recorded much of In Another Life with producer and songwriter Andrew Young, uh, who played most of the instruments on the album. Its cover art was designed by visual artist Angel Burt Matoyer. Um, so I can't remember. I think it was from De Pimp a Butterfly because Bilal has two, I believe, two features on De Pimp a Butterfly. And I want to say they're both with Thundercat too. I can't remember though. Um, but he's another LA dude. Um, and that was the first time that I heard him and then started to fall down his rabbit hole. Um, which I was very surprised that he had been around for as long as he had. And I had never heard of him before. Yeah. Like late nineties. It sounds like Yeah, he was in that collective. Yeah. <clears throat> And his, I've seen his name like featured everywhere, but I can't remember exactly where. Like yeah. I know he's been with on common albums, mm -hmm. and um, I want to say Chance the Rapper, but I might be wrong. No, you're right. Okay, yeah, has, I've just seen him, but mm -hmm. I, I've never listened to like a full album or full song by him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I was when I started falling down his rabbit hole, he has a lot of really really interesting shit out there. Um, mm. I really like his stuff. Um, again, he falls into that, like, I don't know if it's because he has a little bit more of, like, an R&B background to him that makes him stand out a little bit more than, like, a Terrence Martin or Robert Glasper. Um, that just makes it a little bit more, like, not pop sensible, but there's just something a little bit more digestible to listen to it more often. Yeah, it's um, a fuller sound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know what to call this song. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, money yeah. over love. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you guys. Thanks. Like if I was to tell someone to be like, all right, so I start the mix off with this type of music. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'd be like, it's like a weird, like jazz fusion song. <laughs> Cause this could go with the soul mix for a uh, wolf pick. Yeah, exactly. You know, it it is like new soul, which is probably the category I would put it where like, like Kamasi Washington. I'll use it as, as an example because it seems kind of uh, like a similar style mm -hmm. where he is jazz. Yeah. But if you if you talk to like I was talking to this guy the other day um, that had a picture in his office of uh, like a 1958 like 
jazz artists in Harlem. And I was thinking about bringing up Kamasi Washington, but I but, feel like there's a, no, oh. <laughs> no, he's a, like a 60 year old black dude. Oh, sick. And like that probably grew up listening to that fifties jazz, like around the time that it was gaining popularity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I feel like there would be a disconnect if I brought up Kamasi Washington, just the same way as like, if you bring up Bilal in the conversation with soul music, yeah, you know, it's like, this is the new era of it, but it's something that's not popular anymore. You know, like soul music isn't popular. Jazz music isn't really popular. So it's just, these guys are going off on their own path. Mm-hmm. Therefore they can really experiment a lot more than people that are trying to make like new, uh, new pop music or new rock music, mm, you yeah. know, or new rap, for example. Yeah, I think that's important. Like, that's probably the best way that I might describe it. It'd be like, it's experimental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not the way that, uh, what's that guy with the uh, health? Oh, yeah. Um, Ghostman? Ghostman, yeah. <laughs> not the way he's experimental. No. Or not like Death Grip's experimental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like jazz. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not not Death Grip's experimental. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so RJ, how did you feel towards this opening track to this mix? So it kind of reminded me of, I don't know. I was trying to put my finger on where I would hear this <laughs> and I was just like, maybe, I don't know. It's kept on popping in my head. Maybe correct me if you can like think of something else, but I was like, maybe like a weird, uh, a movie, uh, Quentin Tarantino movie or something like that, mm. like a driving scene or oh, something yeah, like that. Cool. And I was like, all right, I see this. Um, like a black exploitation film. Oh yeah, I could see that, especially on Kendrick like Jackie Burst. Brown. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, I enjoy that. You know, I feel like just minus like I went once like looking into the this guy. I was just like, oh, you've been everywhere. And literally, I think in my notes you said some of them like Common, Mac Miller, mm-hmm. Pharrell, Lupe Fiasco, The Game, Slum Village. And I was like, oh, this person's been around. And then I saw that he was on uh, Kendrick's previous album too, and I was like, all right. And then just listening to the song, it kind of just sucked me in. It was kind of just like I was I was like excited, but yeah. I was like, ooh, I'm feeling funky <laughs> and I'm feeling and then just everything gets fucking thrown out the window and Kendrick comes on and I was like, Oh my goodness <laughs> gracious, I love that. Yeah. I love his flow, I love his the way, I love the little ha ah, like in the middle between <laughs> his like breaths. Yeah. And then it's fucking over. And I was like so upset that I was like Oh, I wanted more. I wanted the whole song to be like, I want another like 10 more minutes of that. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, this is a featuring mix. I was like, damn it. <laughs> if he made a song like that and with him and I was like, you know, just like that, the whole thing was like that. I, I would have loved it. But this was a great song. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, I want to say it's like a flute that's being played. Oh, no, the flute. I was yeah. like flute and flow. Mm. Fantastic. <laughs> I, th- I put three Fs on my notes. <laughs> Flute flow fantastic. It's the triple F of songs. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, I honestly like I I do understand that I wish the song had more to it, but like I kinda like that it's so short. It works. It works. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I thought it was perfect for an intro song. Um and Kendrick it's a theme throughout this whole mix and every feature that he does. He has the ability to 100% change the song while also blending into it. Mm-hmm. Like he's a feature chameleon where he <laughs> adapts to the style of it, yeah. but also 
can take over the entire song or like blend into it seamlessly. And when he takes it over, he doesn't overshadow the rest of the song. Whereas like when his verse comes into this, I mean, it's a great use of that pause on the bridge too, like to just bring in his verse Mm -hmm. and it, it like it changes the whole vibe of the song, but they change the music to go with that. But none of what he does takes away from the first, first part of the song. Yeah. You know, and that's also good songwriting, but he does have that ability. Like he changes his flow, you know, to match what this one's a little bit more aggressive than the other ones. Yeah. I would say so. But like, it's funny that it's aggressive, but not like when you hear on like a real hip hop beat, aggressive Kendrick. Yeah. Like if you hear him like featuring on a J rock song, you're like, fuck yeah, this is Kendrick going hard. Yeah. Like this is aggressive, but like a, jazz aggressive <laughs> yeah 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 exactly yeah yeah he's like an angry saxophone yeah 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 i really i, I thought about um uh, this was i want to say this might have been the song that i wanted to make sure to build a whole feature mix off of just because i thought the song was so weird i was like i gotta find more shit that he's done like this so. it sounds very funkadelic too yeah. and also reminded me a lot of uh, Childish Gambino. Oh, yeah. I can see that, definitely. Like, especially the uh, the best things in life are free. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's a very Childish Gambino, whatever you would call his style of music. It's weird you that know? they haven't collaborated, I don't think. I think in all my research, like, looking into stuff. I, cause I don't think I've ran anything. Yeah, he's uh, an L.A. guy. Yeah. So, do you think that they would have at this point? But, no. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. I want to know what Childish Gambino is coming out with next. Yeah. Hopefully something similar, but who knows with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving on to track number two. Uh, this song, the first time I heard it, just blew my hair back. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> fucking A. <laughs> uh, but you got Never Catch Me by Flying Lotus off You're Dead. Uh, it's track number five off that album coming at three minutes and 54 seconds. Uh, Steven Ellison, uh, known by his stage name, Flying Lotus, or sometimes Flylo, is an American American record producer, DJ, rapper from Los Angeles. He is also the founder of the record label Brain Feeder. Uh, Flying Lotus has released six studio albums. Um, Don't need to name all those to critical acclaim. He has produced much of the bumpy music on Cartoon Network's Adult Swim programming block. He also contributed remixes for fellow plug research artists, including My Dao Toad. Don't know what that is. Hmm. Uh, In 2012, Flying Lotus began rapping under the persona Captain Murphy, based on the C-Lab 2021 character of the same name. Ellison uh, kept this fact a secret for several months, finally revealing his identity several weeks after the release of his first rap mixtape, Duality, in 2012. Uh, Your Dead is the fifth studio album uh, released in 2014. Uh, Flying Lotus recorded the album at his home in Los Angeles uh, using uh, Ableton Live and other instruments and software. Uh, like his previous two albums, uh, Cosmogramma and Until the Quiet Comes, Your Dead features extensive contributes contributions from Thundercat, who plays bass on nearly every track and provides vocals on several. It also features guest performances uh, from a bunch of people, including Snoop Dogg, 
pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty sure I heard Flying Lotus name from Devin first. Uh, I can't remember if you had like talked about it on the podcast or not, um, but I think you mentioned it like a while ago. It might have been honestly when you made that mix, uh, like hip hop tapas. It might have been back then. Oh, when you might have mentioned just the name Flying Lotus. Maybe. Yeah. And I, and I hadn't heard him before. And then uh, I gave him a listen. I was like, oh, this is pretty fucking cool. Uh, and then I found this song, and I was just like, holy shit. Because, like, it's – I said this last week, and it's insane to me that, like, Andre 3000 is considered, like, one of the goats. And it's insane to me that Kendrick has a song that rivals an Andre 3000 song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's insane to me. Like, I didn't know that something like this would have existed for Kendrick which is why I needed to be on this mix for me, where it's just like his flow on this is nothing like I've ever heard from him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Devin, when did you first uh, get turned on to Flying Lotus? Uh, whenever Cosmogramma came out, I think it was like 2014, 2012, maybe. Uh, 2010. 20, 2010. Yeah. Um, yeah, I heard Cosmogramma, and uh, it, it's, it, to me, it's like hip hop square pusher. I don't know if you ever listened to Square Pusher, but it's I think he was Canadian and he was just made electronic music but with a bass guitar that had like a MIDI plug-in. Mm-hmm. So he could change the like the instruments that the bass was playing and he like played drums on his fucking bass and it just sounded fucking crazy. <clears throat> but it's still like Aphex twin style music. Then I heard this and I'm like, oh, this is like something I could get into because at the time I wasn't really wasn't into hip hop. I liked, you know, old, like old eighties, nineties hip hop. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't care about anything else. And then this got me kind of into it because of like the jazz fusion influence, I guess. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it like just had a bunch of features on it. Uh, I did listen to the captain Murphy one a while ago and remembered that being pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I listened to Cosmogramma and was like, fuck, I didn't know people could do this with music <laughs> and have other people like it. Yeah. And then I think, I think I found you're dead after that. I didn't hear the one in between that. Um, but yeah, he, his name would just pop up everywhere. Like <clears throat> he would be writing tr- like or producing tracks for other hip hop artists that I was just getting into at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, Oh, this is like a, he, he's like a big guy. Like he has his own radio station in GTA five. Oh wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. With a lot of cool ass music. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, he just gained my, or like got my attention after I realized how much he's involved with and then got familiar with Thundercat too. And I'm pretty sure him and Thundercat are the same exact person. <laughs> and this is just Thundercat's electronic music side project. <laughs> but uh, they seem to have a lot of the same sensibilities. Yeah. 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 So, RJ, how did you feel towards this song? So this one's a little different from the first song. Uh, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> a little bit. The last the last one, I was just, I felt like, you know, just like, I don't know. Put like a possum inside of a blender, not a blender, but a cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you po- throw a possum in a blender. Man, I just feel like a possum in a blender today, and then, man. And then you get the cage and you shake it up and be like, "What? What do you want to do?" And he's like, "I just want to fucking rage." And I was like, "You want to get out?" And he's like, "I do." <laughs> this one, it's slow, but Kendrick 
he does Kendrick stuff. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Um, <laughs> I liked it because it, I felt like it was more of a chill vibe. It was more like relaxing kind of just the, with the music. But then, of course, Kendrick picks it up in his own Kendrick way. And I like it how it was a longer verse that he had. So I enjoyed mm, yeah. this um, versus the other one just because I think it is because it was a little longer. Yeah, it seems to not be as much of a feature than it is like because this is a producer's instrumental album mm-hmm. with artists guesting on it. So it's more like this is a Kendrick song produced by Flying Lotus, I guess. Yeah. Which gives it a different feel. But yeah, That's a 100% different feel than the last one. But totally like does remind me of Andre 3000 style like spaciness yeah he sounds like like an alien yes exactly whatever they're putting on his voice he sounds like an alien yeah 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 like it's like the sun raw of hip-hop like (laughs) i love it yeah i want to go to that planet it's funny that so this this track doesn't get you jazzed rj no it's good jazz this song gets me pumped i mean especially towards the end bobbing my head RJ, if you had the chance to go to space, mm-hmm. would you go to space? No, I just watch movies. What you if can you... watch movies in space. That's true. I what... can just watch it, you know, on YouTube. What, what if... if you can go with aliens? Yeah, that's yeah. I'd watch Independence Day. <sighs> so an alien being comes down and says, "RJ, we need you for space." I'm like, ah, you you don't know me. I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm say, gonna fall that's, asleep. Like and... that's exactly what we need. Yeah. We need you to sleep for a while. <laughs> I'm really good at that, but I'm going to pass. We want you to try all these crazy space foods. They're like, you just need to come to this Travis Scott concert, and you'd save everybody. I'd be like, dang, yeah. that sucks. <laughs> you should go back in time and kill Hitler. Dang, RIP, brothers <laughs> and sisters. Oh, you think the planet is Astro World? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah but no, I, I like this one. Okay. Good. Yeah, this was the one that I was a little nervous. More nervous than the first one for you. Yeah, this one's a little bit more experimental. Yeah. But it's still not... It's weird because you hear it. Like, me listening to the music that I listen to, I hear this, and I'm like, oh, I might be able to show this to somebody that likes normal music. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's borderline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is still very listenable. I think that... I think. For me, out of any of the songs on here, if you're like, hey, there's a Kendrick Lamar feature that I want you to hear, <laughs> this yeah. this would be the song to be like, this is going to blow you away. Like, yeah. if someone doesn't care about Kendrick, I'm like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen yeah. to this. Yeah. Yeah. Do like space jazz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Man, they should it's build. like space jam. <laughs> I would watch a Cartoon Network cartoon about Kendrick Lamar and space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, replace the Mike Tyson show with him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cool. Um, all right. Let's move on to Kendrick Lamar's interlude. <laughs> uh, Absol off these days. Track number nine, four minutes and 59 seconds. Uh, this is a, an elusive man here, RJ. Very elusive, this Very guy. elusive. Shut up. <laughs> It's like Rusty Shackleford. <laughs> uh, Herbert Anthony Stevens, the fourth, better known as Absol, American rapper and singer from Carson, California. In 2007, he signed to indie record label Top Dog Entertainment, where he eventually formed West Coast hip hop group Black Hippie, 
alongside fellow California-based rappers J-Rock, Kendrick Lamar, and Schoolboy Q. He is perhaps best known for his introspective lyrics and his four independent albums under TDE. Uh, these Days is the third album by American Rapper. Or, don't mean all of that. Uh, the record serves as the follow-up to his critically acclaimed control system. The album features guest appearances from Black Hippie Affiliates, Kendrick Lamar, Schoolboy Q, J-Rock, as well as your boy Rick Ross. Mm. <laughs> and Lupe. And Action Bronson. And Ooh. Mac Miller. Ooh. Uh, the album's production was handled by Digiphonics, Dave Free, Soundwave, Tay Beast, among others, such as Rocky, a uh, bunch of other people. I think J. Cole was on the production, too. Um, and Terrace Martin. Have uh, we had a J. Cole song in here yet? Yeah. Okay. I had one of his, uh, for one of his new oh, songs. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so this guy... <laughs> <laughs> He is a, an elusive man to me when I listen to him because, like, he is bridging a gap that I don't think anyone has done as well as he is. No. Uh, which it's a kind of a confusing gap of, like, high art jazz influence R&B, but, like, still has great beats. Yeah. And it was also very interesting. Like, I just don't know... Like, I don't know of another guy in hip-hop, I'm sure there is one, who is able to bridge a gap as well as he is, let alone, like, if I had heard his stuff outside of, like, knowing anything about him beforehand, because I first fell down his rabbit hole, like, looking into, like, California rappers, like, I would have guessed he was, like, a New York guy, just because of, like, the style that he brings to the table. For some reason, he, like, screams New York to me. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, Devin, when did you fall into his lap? Well, I was going to say he is kind of like the Frank Ocean of Odd Future mm. in like the Black Hippie Collective, mm-hmm. where he's like, where if you hear Odd Future and you're like, oh, I want to hear all these solo artist albums, and you listen to Frank Ocean, you'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah. like <laughs> you listen to Schoolboy Q and Kendrick, and then you go to Absol and you're like, is this like they're part of Black Hippie, but like this is different, yeah, like, especially if you listen to J Rock. You're like, wait, J-Rock yeah. and this dude hang yeah. out together? <laughs> yeah. So I can't remember how I found him, but it was around the same time I found, like, uh, all these guys, Kendrick, Schoolboy Q, yeah. Joey Badass. Um, But instantly was just, like, blown away by the fact that he's in the same – conversation as these all these other guys Mm -hmm. and totally got my attention and i was like oh yeah i want to hear everything this guy's ever done yeah his records are really interesting too yeah like he it's it's kind of rare for me to like this one of the reasons why i like kendrick so much that he's very consistent in his records but like even like a, a vince staples is like he's not very consistent for his records for me or even like um yeah even schoolboy like he's not that consistent in his records for me like i think schoolboy's best one is his first record um but yeah. like this dude he's this like good through all of them that i've listened to <laughs> yeah and also evolves yeah like i cannot remember the name of it might be his newest album um the one with he we knew on it it uh that one has big beats in it 
mm-hmm. and it's around the era that people were doing big beats. You know, it's around that um, Drake, if you're reading this, it's too late era. Yeah. So he was keeping with the times, but not conforming to the times. Like, it's around, the, I mean, it was the, bef- a few years before Kendrick came out with Damn. Yeah, that's the that album is so good. I think it's Do What Thou Wilt. Do What Thou Wilt, yeah. yes. Yeah. That is, that's my favorite album by him. Yeah, Pound for um, Pound, that one's great. And Control System is close second. There are some great fucking songs on that. But he's just a very abstract rapper, like unconventional beats and flows and rhymes like it's it's more poetry than rap yeah a lot of what he does that's why like the new new york like stands out to me in him yeah because that style of like hip-hop is like well known for that side of the world yeah it's true (laughs) i i honestly didn't know he was from la like i assumed that it was actually i just didn't know where he was from i just never gave it any thought but it does make sense that it would be new york like um What's the other? Oh, Blue in Exile, or Blue, the rapper. Mm-mm. I think he's from New York. I hope he is, but he's very, like, poetic in his delivery. And it's similar. Like, it's more organized. It's more, like, Common, I guess. Yeah. Common has that poetic ability, too, but Common organizes it, very, makes it very palatable. Yeah. Absol is just on another level. He seems like a, uh, like a rapper that has, like... <laughs> Not in a bad way, but like a mental disorder, the way Thelonious Monk had like bipolar disorder, nobody knew what it was. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wow, Thelonious Monk's a fucking genius. But it's like he's just interpreting things differently. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it, it makes me wonder sometimes because I think that most Def doesn't have very many albums. Like he only has like maybe three or four albums. Yeah. And it, it always makes me wonder with someone like him, like if he had kept on going. Like, what would he sound like now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the Black Star album is my favorite album of his. Yeah. And his first album's really good. And I think he has, like, two more after that, which is, like, they're fine. Yeah. I don't really care that much about them. But, yeah. Whichever one looked like the Run DMC logo, someone that I liked. Mm. I can't remember which one that is. Um, but yeah, this song, obviously RJ doesn't show off him that much. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically a Kendrick song with an absolute feature, but it's really important as a, as a song for the conversation of the goat. Cause he says in there, if, if I'm not better than Kendrick, then nobody is, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I think is very important. (laughs) Um, but yeah, RJ walk me through your emotions of this song. Because it's heavy. Um, so there was a lot in this one. <laughs> uh, I I would say my biggest complaint is it. You know, it, it's it, there's no Epsil, uh, besides his talking. And I was like, okay, then they have just the long intro or the outro, just kind of the ending it. But then I was like, all right, I, I don't mind that. Like, I enjoy this like that. But then just, just talking, I could have been done without it. And then I was like, why well, can't they just make this just a Kendrick song? And then I started thinking about it like that. Um, the saxophone was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. That's the Terrace Martin. And then Terrence Martin sex. That's what I put down in my notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, it's crazy. You could get those awesome sounds by fucking a saxophone. <laughs> didn't know that was possible. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was it was a good song. I I've, I've heard one album. Uh, what's the one that you guys just said? 
Um, Do what thou wilt. Yeah, I've heard that one. I haven't yeah. heard anything else by him. Uh, but I enjoyed it uh, from what I heard. I think it just kind of popped up with a Kendrick and, I don't know, Freddie Gibbs, like, you know, radio. And this, yeah. I'm like, who is this guy? And I kind of listened to the album. I was like, I like this guy. And I did like the song. And the song was good, uh, just the, the with the music and everything like that. And then just, you know, intense Kendrick Lamar comes out of nowhere and goes, toot, toot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't you motherfucking shoot. Uh, but but it was a fun one. Uh, I not my favorite, but uh, I, I enjoyed it, especially in the middle. I think it was a crazy little thing to throw in the middle. Yeah. Well, it's it's one I thought it's important to have Kendrick doing like a slam poetry verse, however you want to put it, for him doing this feature. Because it's, I, I guess maybe there's some stuff on Damn that you might be able to point to. Um, but this is before Damn. Well before Damn, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like 24. Yeah, 2014. Um, but I also think it's, I've noticed this with some rappers and, uh, there's my boy Wheezy. Okay. And he has done this as well, which I really appreciate where they will just set aside a track on their album for an artist that they like, Mm. which I think is like really important. Like, I think it's to, to like understand how much respect this dude has for Kendrick, where he's just like, Kendrick, I'm just going to give you a song on my album. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, Wheezy has a song. It's not very long. It's, like, two minutes long. I think it might be on Carter 3 or 4. Might be on 4. Um, where he just gave a song to Tech 9 And it's a great song. <laughs> Sick. Just like, just like Tech 9 did for The Rock, yeah. which was awesome. <laughs> the Rock needs more attention. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think that's really cool when someone just doesn't have, like, the ego to be like, yeah, Kendrick's the best, so I'm going to give him a song on my album. Yeah. He doesn't need a song, but I'm going to give it to him. <laughs> yeah. Have yeah. you guys heard of Kendrick Lamar? Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about him. This is my little brother, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's great. I fucking, I love this song. I jam out to it. I get excited to it every time. You know what I was wondering while listening to it is, I wonder how they recorded this because it's such an unorthodox beat. I wonder if he actually recorded the flow with the actual song. I don't think so. Or if they gave him like a, just a basic beat or like a click track or something to go to because it, I hope they didn't give him any track. I hope they're just like slam poetry. You're just just going off of it, and then they built the music around it. Yeah. I hope that's what they did. Because like in his interlude for uh, To Pimp a Butterfly, this dick ain't free. Free? Yeah, like it's similar to that where it's not a beat, but you're still rapping Mm -hmm. over it. Like he's really good at doing unorthodox beats and making it sound cool as shit. Yeah. 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 The song's rad. Yeah. All right, let's move on here. We've got Power by Rhapsody. Uh, also got Lance Skywalker, which I've listened to a little bit. Hmm. Um, off of the album, I think we're going to say Lila's Wisdom, maybe Layla's Wisdom. I don't know. Uh, track two, coming at five minutes and 34 seconds. Now, I do want to point out that two of the producers on the song, one of them is Ninth Wonder, which I have listened to. Pretty good. The other one yeah. is George Clinton. 
Oh, hell yeah, baby. As a producer on the song. Um, all right. So, and I picked the song other than like it flows really well and George Clinton's a producer and it kind of lines up with track number five. I also have like another reason why I have this song on here. Um, but Marlana Evans, better known by her stage name Rhapsody, is an American rapper from Snow Hill, North Carolina. Her second album, uh, Layla or Lila's Wisdom from 2017, received two Grammy Award nominations for Best Rap Album and Best Rap Song. Uh, Rhapsody is known for her intricate rhyme patterns, metaphors, and wordplay. She cites Jay-Z, Most Def, Lauryn Hill um, as the biggest influences on her music. Her production is primarily handled by the Soul Council, the team of in-house producers at It's a Wonderful World Music Group, comprising uh, E. Jones, Cash Don't, Make Beats, Amp, Eric G., a bunch of other people, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Rhapsody's philosophy is culture over everything, referring to the culture of hip-hop music. Uh, she describes this phrase in an interview with Vibe Magazine, where she says, To me, it's about culture more than money or anything. I make music for the people, to the culture we're in. Uh, that comes first. Uh, if you touch the people first, the rest just falls into place. That's what it means to me, just preserving and respecting the culture. Um, yeah, so this album came out with a widespread acclaim. Um, it's got uh, the album features collaborations with Kendrick Lamar, with whom Rhapsody had previously collaborated with on To Pimp a Butterfly. Um, Anderson Pack, uh, Busta Rhymes, Lance Skywalker, Black Thought, Beecher the Chicago Kid, mm. a bunch of other people. Um, it says here. Uh, that Jesse Ferricks of Hip Hop DX found that Rhapsody evolves on the latest album, increasingly comfortable with revealing a wide range of personal facets while developing into an apt storyteller. Um, so that's the thing that, like, when I first listened to this song, it really stood out to me because, like, again, it's not like it's gonna sound shitty, like, and I don't mean it to sound shitty, but it's like when we talk about comedy. And my wife's like, what female comedians have you been listening to? I'm like, like I've, got a, I mean, <laughs> I've got a couple. Female comedians? <laughs> There's some good ones. <laughs> sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, um. Uh, Whitney Cummings specials are good. Sh- yeah. yeah. She's a name. Eliza Schlesinger. She's good. Oh, yeah. That's Maria another... Bamford. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, she's done things. <laughs> yeah, Wanda Sykes, she's fine. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when it comes to like female rappers, there's good ones out good. there. <laughs> I'd listen to them. Mi- Missy, Missy Elliott, <laughs> little kid, little kid. <laughs> we go to the same ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they only need to Eve. Eve? Yeah. <laughs> Mary J. Blige? Mary J. Mary J. Blige? She counts, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Vanessa Carlton? <laughs> Colby Calais? Christina Aguilera, the dirty? Yeah, yeah dirty. <laughs> Taylor Swift got in a rap for a little bit. <laughs> so I, I thought it was very nice that there's a female rapper with a song with Kendrick that I really like her in the song. Like, yeah. I think that she sounds really good. And I like her flow. And then on top of that, her being a female, she also brings like, and they, she, that quote brings it up there that, what does she say? 
um, something about becoming an apt storyteller, um, which is like, I don't think that's the style of hip hop for the way that she flows has not been represented on the podcast yet. Like mm. I would put her with yep. the most deaths, with the commons, with the Talib qualities, with that like East coast style of, technique. Yes. Yeah. That style of flow for hip hop, which we really haven't talked about yet. And so like, I appreciated it from her as well. Where like, she's really good at that style. You said this was produced by ninth wonder. Yeah. Yeah, he did a lot of stuff with Merce, who is a different, who's that same style that you're talking mm. about, like the storytelling style. Um, a little bit different, but still, like yeah. the same, like poetic storytelling. Poetic storytelling yeah. doesn't really change the voice or the pitch too much. Like Common, he doesn't really change. Yeah. Most Def doesn't really change, like just kind of flows through the whole thing. Yeah. Tyler Quality doesn't change at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um and so like I, I appreciated her on here and then then I got an added thing where Kendrick comes in and he does things that I don't think he do, does on any other song. Yeah. When he starts talking about being a rude boy and then <laughs> suddenly has an island boy accent mm-hmm. as he's flowing, I was like, Where did this come from? <laughs> from the island boy. <laughs> I didn't know you were an island boy. Yeah. <laughs> the island of Compton? When it's in all of us. The island's in all of us, boy. <laughs> yeah, when I first heard that, I was like, wait, is that still him? Like, am I missing <laughs> someone on this feature? Yeah. Like, did someone else step in uh, in the middle of Kendrick's verse? <laughs> I want to make a show like Lost called Island Boys. <laughs> and it's just island boys that crash on a plane. Yeah. Um. Yeah, RJ. I'm curious. Oh, and I love the beat. I don't know what they're doing with that. In the background. Yeah. it's fucking sick though. Uh, but yeah, RJ, walk me through your emotions on power. All right, let's talk about power. This this power. this is an interesting one. <laughs> Can I start this off with saying, have you heard of the artist called MCP Pants? Oh yeah, MCP Pants from yes. Aqua Team. Yes. Yeah. Oh, which is MCP Pants. <laughs> Wait, what's his name? And I think his real name is like uh, MC Chris. Oh, yeah. I want candy, bubblegum, and taffy. <laughs> Boba, the fat. Yeah. 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 And that's all I heard I listening to this bit. over really? and over again. And then I was like, all right, it's like this mixed with like Lupe Fiasco and Talib Kweli mixed together. And I was like, that's what I hear with this. But I was like, that beat is just dirty, and I love it. And then every time I heard the verse, I was like, this is my favorite (laughs) fucking song on here. (laughs) And then Kendrick comes on, and I was like, ooh, I I need to learn more about this person. (laughs) I bounty hunt, full job, my vet. (laughs) Next time you listen to it, just think of that, and then just listen to it. I'm Boba. It. It, it reminds yeah. me of it so much. But no, fantastic song. I love the beat. It's just that little like a fuzz that it has to it. Yeah. And it's 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 phenomenal. That's awesome. Hmm. I'm glad you like this. All right. All right. Devin, how did you feel towards it? I a little different take on it, <laughs> apparently. Um I gotta re-listen to MCP pants. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I I thought it was the best feature from Kendrick on this playlist, on this oh, mixtape. Interesting. Because like I was saying before, he has the ability to completely change the song or blend into it. And mm. I felt like he blended in so well to this song. Yeah. 
where it sounded like he would be part of this group, whatever it was. Um, I've heard of Rhapsody before. She's been in the conversation for a long time for being the best female rapper that no one knows about. Hmm. Interesting. And there's just not a huge conversation about that yeah. unless you're, you know, talking about your pussy and your ass, like Nicki yeah. Minaj. That's your and Meg the Stallion. Exactly, yeah. Like, that's all we talk about when it comes to female rappers, unfortunately. And, you know, we were, like, making the joke compared to female comedians, but it's really the same thing with them, too. Like they have that's to do so something funny. extreme to get our attention. Yeah, because even Meg, Nicki, and Cardi B, they all kind of have the same flow. Yeah. Which is not, it's like it, a weird thing that they made. <laughs> yes. Where like, she's like, I know I flow like a real rapper. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Like there's a, there's a female rapper on one of the pro era songs, like the Joey Badass crew that I love and I do not know her name still. Mm-hmm. And I listen to the, the song so much and I'm like, damn, this girl's good. I got to see what, what she's done. <laughs> but I have no interest in looking up a whole album by her. Yeah. You know, it's it's a weird category, and it's funny that you compared it to female comedians because it's the same thing. When I hear, you know, there's a podcast that's hosted by a female comedian or a female comedian has a new hour out, I'm like, good for her. <laughs> you I'm going to go Queen. watch something that I – I'm going to go watch reruns of The Office instead of watching your fucking special. Like, I, there's something about it where it's just a disconnect with mainstream audiences, but as soon as – Taylor Swift drops a new album. I'm gonna listen to that fucking whole thing. You yeah. know, I'm a sad girl. I'm not yeah. a. <laughs> I'm, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what. Yeah. But I'm not that. But uh, yeah, she. I, I've never really sat down and listened to her before, um, and she is great. Yeah, like she is effortless to listen to. There's another artist that I found recently that reminds me of her. Hmm. That I'm not going to release yet because I'm going to put it on <laughs> some mixtape somehow. Okay. Um, but yeah, she was great. The song was great. It it does remind me of something that could be onto Pimp Butterfly, but yeah, in like, but it's slightly in an different. alternate universe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But his flow reminds me of something like that, and the way that he. Like, this is her song, but it's still his song, reminded me of something from To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah. Whereas, like, if this was on there, I wouldn't be surprised, you know? I didn't look it up, but I'm just like, because I said this I said this a while ago, I think, but, like, um, so, like, there's certain rappers that have a Jamaican lineage, yeah. and they're really good at rapping. Yeah, Joey Badass. Yeah, and it makes me wonder, after listening to this, I'm like, does Kendrick have Jamaican in him? <laughs> yeah. Because he effortlessly goes into that voice. Yeah. Like, nothing was stopping the flow. He just went right into it. I really want to know what the conversation was for him to be like, I'm going to go into Rude Boy. I'm going right to Ripley. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's weird about the Jamaican accent that I've heard is that it started because the the white people that settled there were Irish so they got the Irish accent mixed in with their already whatever. I don't know what their accent was before, but that influenced their speaking of English. Hmm, interesting. Because they speak, uh, they speak. I think, it, is it Patois? I have no idea. In Jamaica? 
Yeah, where man. It's, yeah. That's what they speak. It's like, <laughs> it's like the language Afrikaans Aman. that they speak in South Africa. It's English. You can understand it, but they're saying words like duh and uh mm. when we'd say the and a, mm, where yeah. it's like little changes. But Patois is like that, where this is the Islanders' interpretation of what Irish people sounded like. So they took <laughs> part of that accent, and it makes a lot of fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> which makes me want to hear Ed Sheeran fucking rap and, you know, see if it sounds cool as shit. With or do a reggae song. Yeah. Get those red dreads. Yeah. <laughs> it's acoustic guitar. Um. All right. Let's get to the main event here. <laughs> Ain't that funkin' kind of hard on you? Ain't kind of hard on you. <laughs> uh, now, RJ, do you feel like you're hard? I mean, it's kind of in my last name. <laughs> oh, got slammed. Damn, was cold. So no, nothing made you hard. The funk didn't make you hard. No, it's I'm. It's just the lifestyle. He's born hard. <laughs> it is good to be hard. Yeah, it's, it's hard to be good. It's the Dewey Cox story. <laughs> it's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> now, funkadelic. Um, this, uh, this album, first, you gotta shake the gate. This is, uh, I don't know what track this is on the album. Maybe like two or three. 67. <laughs> yeah, this is I a, think this was actually a quadruple album. Three discs. Or triple album, yeah. 33 tracks. Yep. So, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, for those unfamiliar with Funkadelic, I was unfamiliar with them until Devin brought them up. Was it? I Whenever wanna... we were talking about Childish Gambino, probably. No, I want to say it was because of my Atlanta mix, and I had uh, mm. uh, that, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, that Outcast song on there. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think it was that where you brought up Funkadelic. I was like, oh, I got to check him out. And then I checked out Funkadelic, and I was just like, holy shit, this is not what I expected, <laughs> but I like it a lot. Yeah. And then I read a little bit and I skipped on over to the parliament stuff. I was like, oh, this is when this is when the G funk starts to happen. So up until this week, I did not know that the two were related. Oh. I knew I knew Parliament Funk Funkadelic ever since Muppets from Space came out. Because <laughs> you know, everybody knows. Yeah, that's your favorite band of all time. Oh yeah. The I Muppets mean, band. Next to Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. <laughs> George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic are like the stars of Muppets from Space. So, <laughs> yes, I'm familiar with them. Flashlight is fucking sick. Um, and then I was familiar with Funkadelic, their album Maggot Brain in particular. Yeah. And I never put the two together at all. Hmm. And even when I heard the names, I was like, that's crazy that like Parliament Funkadelic came out. Probably had to change their name to Parliament and Funkadelic or something <laughs> because of you know copyright issues, and then yeah. Funkadelic just disappeared. Uh, turns out they're the same people, and even George Clinton, <laughs> who besides Bootsy B. Collins is probably the head of Parliament Funkadelic, is in both fucking bands. Yeah. Really, just blew my mind this week. <laughs> That's yeah. Funny. So I had a great awakening this week. <laughs> You got the star-shaped glasses out. Oh, yeah, <laughs> dude, baby. Got my star-shaped base. Got those platform Going to the shoes. Moon. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
Uh, Flashlight. <laughs> but honestly, part once Parliament and George Clinton like takes in Defunkadelic, they have to me like and I said this when I first made my first hip hop mix, where like I really fell in love with specifically like LA hip hop. And they have the biggest like Dr. Dre doesn't make G Funk without Parliament. Without the P Funk. And like that is so important. Yeah. Because like there's something about G Funk and going into Parliament Funkadelic that like it just makes me so happy. Like mm. I don't know what it is. Like if I hear uh, an LA rapper, like even Schoolboy has a couple of songs where like he brings in heavy G funk, and I just get so happy. I don't know what it is about that style. I don't. I have no idea what it is, and it it has to have like a very specific flow behind it too. Like I don't think that like like regulators Warren G. Yeah, exactly. That's a great example of a G funk song. Yeah, like, and I don't know what flow is needed for it, but honestly, like. This is the perfect amount of Ice Cube for me. It's the perfect amount of him. And he understands G-Funk because he was there at the beginning. And, like, he understands how to put it on there. And then I think it's really important that Kendrick knows how to do it, too. Yeah! (laughs) Like, it's really important to me that, like, this guy, who I think is the greatest, like, understands. And, like, I would even say that his song Compton with Dr. Dre, it's, like, it's a good song. It might not be the greatest example of G-Funk that he's done. Um, It might be the best example. Maybe he has something on Section 80 that might be a little bit more. Because, like, his earlier stuff, he was playing a little bit more with that. Um, But, yeah, Ice Cube has the perfect amount on this song for me. And on top of that, Kendrick fucking, he does next to nothing, but it's everything to me. (laughs) So... He's got uh, the Nate Dog flow. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Yep. That yeah. is. That is yeah. what it is. That's what every G Funk song needs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so RJ, walk me through the funk. Uh th- this was funky. Um <laughs> and as you said, too much ice cube could be too much ice cube. You gotta have light ice. Yeah. And <laughs> not iced tea. Not his tea. <laughs> and especially with everything else on there, I know it's just the just showing what Kendrick can do. It is this is a very laid back versus everything else that's been on there, and just the decent amount of like Ice Cube being on there, it it, it, it was different. It kind of tricked me a little bit going into it. I was just like, all right, we change pace again. Um, I have nothing against it. I just. From what you threw on there first to me, I was going with that for the whole thing. And then I was like, oh, this is the wrench in the gear. We're slowing it down and we are bringing the funk, as you said. So, uh, like, it kind of did, like, it just it tricked me going into it. <laughs> uh, and, like I said, I enjoyed the funk. It, it, the funk was nice. Uh, you know, I got my, what is it, my funk pocket? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, muscle yeah. muscle pocket. Your my meat, meat muscle, funk pocket. pocket. <laughs> <laughs> your prison pocket. I'm going to be funking my pocket all night long. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it was fun. It was a fun little song. It was a, it was groovy. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's funny that it 
to me, it sounds like a throwback song. And it has no business yeah. coming out in whatever, like 2014, I think, like being a throwback song. With Kendrick As Devin said, it's a Nate Dog flow, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I nailed it. That was perfect. Yeah, so, Devin, you appreciated Ice Cube on the song. Well, <laughs> let me just say, I'm not a fan of Ice Cube. <laughs> I don't like him. I don't like... Uh, NWA's fine. Yeah. Uh, they're cool. Cool. They've done a lot. <laughs> I don't listen to them. More of a Wu Tang guy, but I think Ice Cube had the best feature on the song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was perfect for the song. Yeah, and it was great, and it wasn't too Ice Cubey. No, it wasn't like over the top for him. You know? Yeah, like he left a little on the table. If that makes sense. Yeah, like in some of his other songs, he tries to go too hard, and this one he's kind of softer on it. Yeah. 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 I just got to read some of the titles from this album. <laughs> They're crazy. Because, <laughs> they, like, they all have, like, puns on the word fuck, <laughs> which is great. I just like baby, the... Baby, like, funked it up, which they <laughs> put an O in there for some reason. And this song's Ain't That Funkin' Kind of Hard on You. <laughs> all stuff like that. And then they just have a song called Fucked Up, <laughs> where they could have just said Funked Up, and it would have made so much more sense. Yeah. But they decided to just say Fucked Up. Well, they definitely funked that up. And also one called Snot and Booger, <laughs> which I haven't heard, want to hear. And then my all-time favorite, Dippity Dippity Do Stop the Violence. <laughs> <laughs> Best title for a song ever. Yeah. You cannot beat that. Dippity dippity do stop the violence. <laughs> yeah, I liked reading some of the names involved with Funkadelic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Some great names. <laughs> oh, yeah. The best. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think that in our my last uh, Soul Mix, which will not be released, it's one of the lost episodes, I think at this Damn. point, if I could choose to be a singer, it'd be George Clinton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's his, perfect for you, yeah. I just think his voice is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just, there's something about him that seems so effortless where he's just like, I'm just living and I'm getting paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not trying to be George Clinton. He yeah. just is. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Do you think I could dress up as him for Halloween? I think normal. Just that's your new attire. I think you could pull that off for no the rest of your life. Oh uh, well, in that case, <laughs> I'm not for it. If like it's not with the blackface. Just for tomorrow for dinner, just show up, just sit <laughs> down. <laughs> What's for dinner, baby? <laughs> the family's just staring at you. I'm gonna funk up this pork chops, baby. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all applesauce got me funked up. <laughs> Stop with the fuck puns. Yeah. <laughs> dippity dippity do. I'm gonna funk you up. Oh, yeah. He seems just like a silly goose. That he's such a silly goose. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I like this song at the end. I feel like it wraps up the mix. I feel like I start yeah. experimental, but I just like get into the deeper and deeper. We got some jazz, then we just get into the funk. Yeah, yeah. It, and 
it's all based around this last song, but also based around the first song. Mm-hmm. So oh, it has it all has elements of the funk in it, um, whether it be jazz, because the funk is based around jazz in the way that jazz or R and B is based around jazz, and then funk is based around R and B, kind of right, like. Yeah. There's elements of that in everything. So yeah, ending with this, it, it yeah, it's just a good finale for everything. Nice. Yeah. All right, RJ, I'm gonna start with you. Okay. So I guessed four one three, bitch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what you fucking doing right now? Yeah. Huh? What you fucking got for me? <laughs> so it's a little, funker. It's a little different. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say I went back and forth with this one, but you I gotta think say it in funk. <laughs> my Come my on, f- baby. favorite one I'm gonna say is track one. Funkin' one. Whoa! Yeah. Did not expect that. I, oh. I I just like even though it was very short, and even though I hate him for such a short thing, it is a featured mix. So I was like, he did a good job on the feature. I enjoyed it, especially the just the artist himself. That's insane, and because that's the weirdest song kinda, on here. I I agree. Yeah, but. That that would be my last choice. I would have agreed with you that that would be his least favorite. Yeah, the, yeah. the flute, the flute, the flow, the flute, <laughs> fantastic. Triple F, triple F. <laughs> Man, you gotta get some Jethro Tull in your life. I'm gonna say my least favorite. If I had to pick one of those, is because it did throw a wrench in the gear, as I would say, number five. Mm. Um, and then just Ice Cube. It's just it's Ice Cube. It's hard to be good. And then my it's favorite one hard. is just, even though I, I resisted a lot. Can you get lot, that tattooed on you? <laughs> get what tattooed? It's hard to be good, but it's good to be hard. <laughs> Where should I get it tattooed? It's a tramp stamp. Yeah, tramp stamp, yeah. yeah. Come on, baby. <laughs> Some big star sunglasses. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> big rainbow on your over your ass. <laughs> that should be your fighting name, RJ. It's hard to be good, but it's good to be hard harding. Yeah. Imagine Bruce Buffer having to say that. I'd be undefeated. <laughs> it's hard to be good, but it's good to be hard. Harding. Yeah. Harding. <laughs> oh, and seventeen. He should, oh. he should quit. <laughs> he should quit. He should quit right now. Dana yeah, White's on go. the outside and be like, there's still potential in him. <laughs> Let's watch him get baby. funked up again. <laughs> yeah, you have George Clinton in your uh, yeah. ring. In you your got corner. this, baby. He is my coach. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Come on, baby. Just get out there and go, go do it again. Just funk this guy up. <laughs> And then because I said, uh, even though I resisted in the very beginning, MC Chris, <laughs> MCP Pants, uh, I, I picked that as number four as my favorite artist. Oh, picking oh. the lady. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ladies, okay. man. Good. So I'm intrigued to see what else they can do. Oh. All right. Well, you kind of got that right. You said his favorite song would be four. Yeah. Favorite artist is four. All right. Close. It's in there. <laughs> All right. And Devin, I guess three one two for you. Sue, my favorite funkin' song <laughs> was Mother Funkin' Five. No way. Yeah, baby. <laughs> That's insane to me. <laughs> oh yeah. This is why this podcast is great, RJ. Oh. We've had Devin admit that he liked an Eminem mm-hmm. song. 
Oh, yeah. And now Ice Cube better than Kendrick. Yes. <laughs> Can't hold that groove if he ain't got no pockets, man. <laughs> and he appreciates Khaled Khaled. You know. <laughs> ah, that, that, that's, that's a tough That's one. stretching it there. All right. Maybe not that. It was all fun and games there before that, Mike. <laughs> Let's on. get serious now. Um, my least favorite song, now this is going to be confusing, hmm. is Three. Oh. My favorite artist is Three. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> and it's not, it's not that I don't like the song. It's just as far as the rest of them go, that one... It took me out of it the most, but it didn't really take me out of it. Yeah. So it still fit. That was fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't mean much, but 533. Nice. Yeah. All right. What are you guys going to rate this? RJ, what you got? What you funkin' rating this? What you funkin' got? How many funks out of five (laughs) funks? So, as a whole... How many disco sticks? Of just kind of showing the feature at... Of uh, just being Kendrick and the about uh, the ability of for, for him to do different styles and kind of just you know go in with any th- type of genre. You got the jazzy, the funky, all all the different feels. And the rude boy, yeah, he kind of just fits. Yeah, His island boy comes out, and it's like you know that kind of just fits in there. No matter what you throw it at him, he can just like I can go slower, I can go fast, I can go crazy, I can go too too. Um, I, I could really be anywhere, and I could rap with Ice Cube. I, I could rap probably with DJ Khaled and Travis Barker, and it would fit for all of them. Hell I yeah. give you, I, I gave you, what is the middle? I, I put. I like on all of that. He lost that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I give you. <laughs> and I'm out. Quick, someone get a flute. <laughs> I give you a 4.25. Because I did enjoy the mix. I would definitely listen to it again. Oh, good. Even though, you know, the Ice Cube. No, actually, I did enjoy the Ice Cube. It was nice. It was good. It within the song, RJ. Yeah. yeah like, I have nothing against them. Yeah. I mean, we have everything against him. He made yeah. Are You There Yet? Yeah. <laughs> or and are we there yet? <laughs> Art and uh, 21 Jump Street, he was actually pretty fucking good in. <laughs> <laughs> but Next Friday is one of the best sequels of all time. Best sequels <laughs> besides Homeward Bound Two, Lost in San Francisco. I disagree with that. But well, move on. <laughs> you might need to watch it again then. <laughs> Anyways, um, I, I'm excited that you got into it, RJ. Yeah, I was worried. Yeah, I did enjoy it. It was a fun little one. I mean, mixed all together. It is a good Kanye or not Kanye miss a good uh, Kendrick Lamar mix. <sighs> Scared. Freudian slip there. He'll never you, be Kanye. All right, that's true. He will never be Kanye. To the Kendrick feature on a Kanye song, right? Which one's that one? Don Pablo. Uh, I've heard it. I don't remember it. Top of my head. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. I I, I gotta it's say, called no parties in L.A. I think that's what that's Oh, I've heard that one. Yeah, I remember that one. I think my favorite Kendrick feature is on Danny Brown's Really Do. Yeah. I just fucking love that song. It's good. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Yeah. But just that, that whole album, Atrocity Exhibition, is so strange. And then throwing that song in there, I'm like, yeah, it feels good. <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> Danny Brown's just such a crackhead. Love it. <laughs> uh, um, what? 
So what do you rate, rate it? Yeah, uh, four point five out of five. Ooh. It was yeah. It, it's just very listenable. Yeah, I'm like oh, yeah, all these songs. Like I've heard two two of them before. Nice, and I liked them. So it's not like oh, I've heard this before. Negative points for that. It's like no, I've heard this before, and I want to hear it more. I want to hear it again. And these three other songs, I get to listen to. It all flows really well together. Puts me in a good mood. Um, and it's a good example of all of the like types of features he can do. Yeah. So, yeah. Or not all of the features, but in this style. Like, you had basically five different styles that he seamlessly transitions between. Whereas, like, you were saying with Kanye, like, it's uh, definitively Kanye on every feature. But it's <laughs> Kanye phoning it in on every feature, you know. It's like, yeah. oh, that's his voice cool <laughs> like, we're not getting anything we're not getting all the other parts of kanye that we like with that feature you no, know it's never i don't no. know yeah yeah he's just there yeah it's like producer's credits on a movie like, <laughs> did you do anything you just put in some money yeah well a lot yeah. of it is just like i didn't know that technically he gave john legend his like start you know so like he just kanye? has a yeah well, yeah, then he should be executed. <laughs> so it's like he has a bunch of guys in his pocket like that, you know, where like he did features for them where they were like just starting out and he was just like trying to get them to the next level. But he's just not good at features. <sighs> I hate John Legend. <laughs> he hates John Legend now too. He said good. The, the Dems got to him. <laughs> okay. He hates him <laughs> for different reasons. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I hate him because he looks like a little stupid turtle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kanye was on a podcast this past week uh, called uh, Drinking Champs or Drink Champs. I can't remember what it's called. I've never listened to it. I just watch their clips every now and then. They go like too deep into hip hop where I get lost, which is why I don't listen to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has his crazy ass haircut right now, you know? Oh, yeah. And he just looks like an insane homeless guy. <laughs> Hell yeah. With a really cool leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. Is this him without his eyebrows and whatever else he's been doing? Yeah, and it's just got weird. It's just like his head shaved in certain areas. That just doesn't make sense. It's just like. I saw the photo of that. <laughs> it's probably it's like Devin's because... ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I'm trying something new, baby. I showed you that picture of my balls in a leather jacket out of confidence, and you're tearing me down right now. He got a little leather jacket for his scrotum. I call him Kanye and West, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so what if I got the jacket from Drive for my balls? I wanted it to look cool. Um, I, I mean, he's probably Tim just... the Shaft. <laughs> He's probably just sad because Kim's fucking Pete Davidson right now. Yeah. That dude's yeah. insane. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's probably and it's probably not even true, and it's just rumors because of everybody else he's been with. But no, at the same I time, it, I probably think it's true. true. Yeah, yeah. I think he's funny with a big hog. Yeah, and this is what you get. You get yep. Kim Kardashian with your funny with a yep. big ass hog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did something on his like stand up thing because like uh i think i think it was ariana grande like said something about him having a big dick and he was talking on a stand-up about it and he's like thing is i don't even have that big of a dick but now 
every fucking girl that I go with thinks I got a big dick, and they see it, and it's not really that big. <laughs> it's like she fucked it up for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I don't know. He's a weird dude. Have you seen the new seasons or new episodes of SNL? Uh, a couple of them. Not they from got, this season, from last season. This new season, they got new writers. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if it's going to make a comeback and be actually good. I mean, based off of last season, some of the Michael Che stuff was like pretty edgy. And I was like, huh? Michael <laughs> Che is great. Yeah. And like anything on Weekend Update, like that's kind of straight from the head writers. So like Michael Che has his comedic perspective, which like you've seen his show that he does. It's yeah, very, so yeah, he's great. Um, Colin Jost is fine, whatever. But the new writers this season seem to be like attacking the left as much as they're attacking the right, nice. but making it funny. And I feel like I appreciate that more rather than, them making half-hearted jokes at the expense of the right and then getting clapping laughter. Yeah. You know, it. there was something about it, like Kim Kardashian's monologue, she made some trans jokes about her dad yeah. that were fucking hilarious that would not be okay last season. No. So, I don't know. There's something going on there. But I watched that uh, Kim Kardashian episode, and I was like, all right. Kind of <laughs> funny. Yeah. Freaking that. Okay. I fell down that rabbit hole of uh, that uh, Instagram that you sent of, like, I forget what it's called. It's the Coney Island guy. Just oh. fucking walking around Coney Island. Yeah. And, like, I went into his Instagram. I'm like, this is, this is amazing. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> New York shit. Yeah. Oh, the Kim and Kanye of Coney Island. <laughs> yeah. Kim ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> bitch ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> Yeah, that dude's funny. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, I'm going to give myself freaking Devin liked Ice Cube the most. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that deserves a 4.7 for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd say so. No. It was a good day. <laughs> All right, Devin, what, what kind of weird shit do you have for us? Oh, <laughs> well, let me just start off by saying it's going to be very divisive. <laughs> um, mostly... Divisive meaning you two against me. In a good way? Mm, we'll see. Because <laughs> I don't really know either of your opinion. It's um, it's all... I'm just going to send it. Well, it's called The Sharpest Tool in the Shed. So it's about dum-dums? Hmm. Hmm. It's all Tim the Tool Man Taylor. <laughs> hey, do you? Who do you think is? The I'm not most... listening to this. <laughs> You're gonna you gotta listen to it. I'm not doing. It. <laughs> gotta do it. I mean, you don't have to. Actually, you can rate it's it. 41 minutes, Devin. You can rate it per <laughs> just completely based on your God preconceived notion of them. They're coming to town. I think. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said it was going to be divisive. It's not divisive. <laughs> There's no conversation here. <laughs> We're going to talk about a very about... small attention span. By the way, <laughs> all right. You're going to get. You, you wanted the lowest score possible from Devin and or from RJ and I. I mean, 
I was hoping for it. <laughs> so it's like, instead of listening to your mix, I just listen to my mix. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a zero out of five. I didn't even listen to it. Oh, God damn it. I'm going to have to be... All right, here we go. I mean, I can... I can't even listen to this to work. <laughs> That's what I usually listen <laughs> to the mixes. Can. People are not going to like it, though. No, to work. To work? Yeah, that's where I usually listen to it. No, I can you got to take the attention. long way to yeah. work. I think yeah. go home and come back like five times. I mean, I can I could send you another one. We can we can veto this one. I'll give you guys a veto. No, no I'm going to deal with it. No, <laughs> I'll give you a veto. No, this I'm going to deal with it. 45 minutes. <laughs> it's only 41 minutes. <laughs> it's the longest mix so far. It, he did mm-hmm. warn us last time. Oh, no, this wasn't the one, though. Yeah, but he did warn us, so yeah. Yeah, it's it's coming. Oh no, I'm not going to do the other one. The other one was uh, one hour and three minutes. This is just as bad. <laughs> uh, you <laughs> know what? This is going to feel like an hour and three minutes. <laughs> uh, you guys might prefer the one hour and three minutes one. Pro- I know I would. Do you know what I, it is? Did no. I tell you what it was? I don't know. It was a whole Godspeed You Black Emperor album. Oh yeah, I would have enjoyed that. Greatly. Three songs. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Look, RJ, we're both adults, right? Yes, we I'm, make I'm, decisions on our own. We do. <laughs> we can be open-minded, right? Yeah, we can. Can you? It's going to be so many noises. I've been pretty open-minded <laughs> so far on this podcast. Yeah, I've been pretty open-minded about <laughs> DJ fucking Khaled. Another one. And Backstreet hey, Boys. Tell you, me why. On that it's mix, time for revenge. You had a great Busta verse. You had a good Meek Mill throwing it down. Sure. You've got mm-hmm. a fine Drake song. Yeah. You were excited. You liked Cardi B. And I you like had Kendrick. Them you had things in there you separately. could like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't know. You don't know. You might find something that you like in this. What do you what do you predict I will like? Just name um, something that you think I'll like in it. You no, know, uh like uh the uh, you can't. <laughs> e, e flat chord. Oh yeah, <laughs> played with an A chord. Sick. Okay. Five four time signatures. <laughs> I'll look out for those. You like that? <laughs> From a guy who's basically exclusively listened to hip hop for the last like eight months now. <laughs> I mean, this is pretty close to hip hop. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's pretty much like the metal of hip hop. The hip hop of metal. Isn't that corn? All right, <laughs> should have made a corn mix. <laughs> oh, I would have listened to that. Oh, more than oh, really? Yes. Ooh, we got a lot to talk about. Them. No, I, I, I know I corn. I've scat. That's some scat. Shit. That's that's true music, Mike. <laughs> He's a scat man. I mean, I have I have five other songs I could send you right now. Go. No, I'm gonna deal no, with. No, this. don't go. Don't right. go. I'm right. gonna deal with this. Which have you guys listened to? Corn's acoustic set. Hell no. On MTV Unplugged. Yes. It's pretty great. Yes. You know, all the fans are like, this is the greatest moment of our lives. Yeah. He literally sounds like that. Like, yeah. he sounds like he's a jazz man up there. Just like, changing his vocal range. Yes. <laughs> I think I've maybe heard one Tool song. So here we go. Have you not listened to 98 Rock, bro? 
No, RJ, I refuse to. <laughs> tool, I put Tool with Corn and fucking Godsmack and POD and all the rest of those bitches. Oh, POD was my other mix. Good thing you didn't choose that one. <laughs> <laughs> At least there's rap. In that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Christian rap. <laughs> and fucking Marilyn Manson and fucking all of these guys are all the fucking same to me. They've ruined I mean, music for a period of time. I, you, you know, you're just I a think, big Maynard fan. I think you might <laughs> be wrong on this one. I think I know like two or three of these songs. Uh, Pretty sure I do. I know you know one. Everybody knows one. But I've heard, knows the I've, middle one. I've heard two you, or three of these albums. Probably. I've I've grew up with you, Devin. You haven't heard the fifth one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't heard that one. I don't think. No, I haven't. I don't you're just lucky cover. that as long as I can work out this week, you're you're fucking lucky. You're gonna work out, but you might enter a different dimension while you're working out. I you don't know? think so. <laughs> Audi's gonna be coming in. Pretty fucking spacey, dude. <laughs> psychedelic. No, I'm in the funkadelic. I'm not in the psychedelic. I mean, this is this is not funk. Okay, so literally, <laughs> there's some funky parts. Next nope. week, Mike's like, I just created a new genre of music. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of funk, a little bit of whatever this is. We call it T funk. <laughs> yeah, tool funk. <laughs> uh, can you can you get that knuckle tattoos? Tool funk. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I'll get it by next week. Yeah. What does tool funk mean? Oh, you haven't heard the genre? Tool funk? You know, fear inoculum, bro. <laughs> Everybody knows tool funk. Oh, this is a real question. Is tool the whitest music that we've had on this podcast? That we've had? Whitest? Yeah. Ooh. The whitest music. Name a person of color that likes tool. Uh, like, like how... I know the type, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't. I would say they're the outliers. <laughs> Before this, it was yeah. Devin makes the only only white people mixes. The John Mayer mix was probably the whitest mix. Oh, <laughs> before this, he no, played no, no. with the BB King. I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about like as far as like I don't know the Backstreet Boys or that's pretty white. Because I know Backstreet Boys is just white things. boys to men. No, but you had boys to men on there. I did have. You did have boys yeah. to men, but you had shitty boys to men. It doesn't matter. But they're still yeah. men to boys. Mm, yeah. That's true. This is probably the whitest mix possible. I feel had. like I personally have made a whiter mix, though. I don't think so. I feel like even the one that I had Death Grips on was whiter than this. Nah. Because Death Grips is the whitest rap. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know any black guys that like Death Grips. There's, there's weird hardcore black guys that aren't too. And I feel like they like Tool also. <laughs> it's kind of the same demographic. Like they wear cutoff shirts and have septum piercings. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> they listen to Seven Dust in secret. Uh. All right. Fucking, we've got a fucking <laughs> Evanescence podcast next week. Get excited for Evanescence. Uh, can't wait till Mud Shovel comes on. Oh, you wish Mud Shovel would come I do. On. Stained, it's been a while. With arms wide open, that's crazy. <laughs> that's a different kind of awesome Christian music. <laughs> okay, it's been all over the internet, but anybody's seen Creed's like with arms wide open, like Super Bowl performance, where they have like 
the, the ribbon dancers, oh, and they're like, yeah. it's, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Yeah. Ribbon dancers? I'll show you later. I thought about making a mixtape called Songs to Ribbon Dance to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, and I don't know what songs those would be. I feel like 99 Red Balloons would be on there, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, you can find the podcast wherever you have podcasts. <laughs> you want to get into the funk and kendrick some good music you just gotta search five song mixtape all one word on spotify and if you went to aftershock festival last <laughs> month and you can find us at the monster energy booth next to monster magnet and power man 5000 brother 